With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right now at 267-22-JIGGY or email JiggyJaguar at JiggyJaguar.com. Welcome back to a special edition of the famous Jaguar radio program. Live as live can get. Coast to coast, bowl to the bowl of kids. Thanks for tuning in to the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program from the KJ Radio Studios in Hutchinson, Kansas. And uh, we are live as live can get each and every Monday through Friday, 2 Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, and 1 PM Mountain Standard. And of course, uh, 24-7 at JiggyJaguar.com on the TuneIn apps, Radio Loyalty. Our premium podcast is available for $5 a month, commercial free at JiggyJaguar.info. And coming soon, we're going to have our own app. I just got done talking to the app guy on uh, on the email, so we might have an app very soon. Uh, selected editions will, of course, appear on iHeartRadio and 50-plus AM FM stations in the Jiggy Jaguar radio network. And our telephone number is 267-22-J-I-G-G-Y. We've got two incredible guests on the telephone, and I, and I love this. When I was talking to our first guest, he's like, can we conference in my wife? She knows a heck of a lot more. We need to get her in here, <laughs> and so I'm like, okay. So I go to the uh, I go to the telephones, and I'm going to have you guys introduce yourself, and then we'll talk a little bit about why you guys are here. Go ahead and jump in there, my friends. Hi, I'm Ron Santacero. I'm a family physician, and uh, I do holistic medicine in Western New York, and we also have a teen addiction program where we use um, an integrative approach to treating the addiction. Now tell and us... I'm Sherry Sandesiro, um, PhD. I'm a, the resident psychotherapist. Um, I, I address uh, several issues, but my passion is in addiction and kids. Now you guys um, do a lot of uh, different things. You work with a lot of different folks. Um, how did you guys get started in, in this industry? family physician for about 15 years and then I started to look at things differently and say why am I giving people medication to stop symptoms so in the early 90s I retrained and learned acupuncture and uh, from learning the acupuncture I started to get into alternative medicine and then it kind of blossomed from there my wife's always been into um, alternative or holistic medicine and then we decided in 1995 to open a holistic medical center where we practice a little bit of both, a little bit of traditional medicine, a little bit of, of holistic and truly integrative approach. We've got two incredible guests with us today here on the world-famous Cheeky Cheek Choir Radio Program. Um, tell us a little bit about this book. You guys have a fantastic book out there. Tell me about this. Well, when, well, when we... When we were writing this, we, we knew we had to educate the, the public on the, the uh, desperate situation in addiction in children and what does that mean for our future. Uh, I, I was telling my husband, you know what, as a writer, I think we need to make this read almost like a novel to, keep, to hold interest 
with a lot of pertinent facts in it. So that's how we started it. We've got some uh, real stories in there, some of which are hard to believe, some very sad, mm -hmm. and some with happy outcomes. And uh, my husband is expert in teaching, so he has a lot of experience in, in research and getting uh, numbers and facts down. He's also much better than I am at remembering them. Yeah, now, the other thing I would add is yes. when we first started doing this, people would come to us thinking there was a holistic approach to getting off medication, and we started to see addicted people. And I retrained to do suboxone therapy, which is very traditional, and very quickly realized that since we were only limited to 100 patients, the, the teen addiction problem was the most uh, vulnerable and, and was the most problems if we didn't address it. So we focused on the teens and, and our addiction program and found that they have some special needs and some special things that you have to do for them. We've got uh, two incredible guests with us today here on our world-famous Jaguar radio program. Just a few months ago, the alleged Charleston shooter Dylan Roof was found with, uh, and I'm going to butcher this, I apologize, uh, sub Suboxone, a uh, drug doctor's... Uh, well, awesome. I got it correct. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> drug doctors prescribed to help patients break opiate addiction. He did not have a uh, prescription. Shocking. Uh, doctors Ron and uh, Sherry Centuries are with us today. They've been treating addicted youth for years. They understand the cycle of Suboxone as a street drug with youth and teens. Uh, tell us about this drug because this I always love when these shooters they show up and they have all this crap running through their system. How do they get their hands on this stuff? And why does this make teens and young adults just flip the hell out and, and do all these things? Well, the vast majority of the teens that shoot up places, schools or shows or whatever, they're on yeah. either an antidepressant or they're on an opiate. Uh, Suboxone is used to treat addiction because it's, it's something called a partial agonist. It doesn't stimulate the receptor in the same, to the same degree that an opiate would. And therefore, when the receptor's crying out for the drug, when they're in withdrawal or they're craving, if you give Suboxone, it will diminish that. But it cannot make you high in normal doses. The reason it's on the streets is we've created a, a market for it. It's simple supply and demand. The, the Government has mandated doctors who use Suboxone to only 100 patients, and not many doctors want to treat addicted people. So therefore, there aren't enough doctors to treat them. So kids will, kids or any, any addicted person will want to buy Suboxone off the street for several reasons. One is to prevent the withdrawal sickness that they get because it, it will prevent the sickness. It also can be cheaper than opiates, and it has a very long duration of action. So if they take one or two a day, they can prevent the, the drug sickness. But most people are trying to buy it as a way to prevent the drug sickness because you really can't get that high off Suboxone. And if there were enough doctors to treat it where it was easy to get it, there wouldn't be so many people buying it on the street. Also, I think some addicted people will sell Suboxone on the street so they can buy their illegal drugs because there is a market for it. 
We've got uh, two incredible guests with us today talking about uh, their great book. They're here to explain this uh, Suboxone use and uh, some of the different things that Dylan Roof was uh, was involved with when he was when he shot up the church in uh, Charleston. Uh, we've got two great doctors with us today. Why why is Suboxone on the streets? We kind of mentioned that, but how effective is it for an addiction treatment? Well, we've. We now have a different model of addiction. We now believe addiction is, is a medical issue, and most of the people that get addicted have a biochemical abnormality. They lack a chemical in their brain. And when they first start using opiates, yeah, it mimics the chemical in their brain, and at first they feel normal, and then they start using more and more until they feel high. And one of the hallmarks of addiction is they lose control of the drug, so they start taking more and more, and they also build tolerance. The reason we use Suboxone is it cannot give you that high in, in normal doses. So uh, we use Suboxone as a way to get their craving and their their withdrawal under control while we rebuild their neurotransmitters. So if we can give them supplements, change their lifestyle, get them the right kind of counseling, then they can they can mitigate the, the problems they have with the lack of the neurotransmitters. It's kind of like diabetes. You lack insulin. And if you take in less sugar, you don't need as much insulin. Well, in this case, they're lacking a chemical in their brain that's, that's something called GABA, which is a calming neurotransmitter. We found the majority of them lack this chemical. And if you give Suboxone, it will help to mimic that chemical while you go through the rest of the treatment. We've got two great guests with us today joining us here on our big program. Uh, they're here to explain to us about the Suboxone use and uh, kind of talk with us about this. They also have a great book. We'll talk about that here in a few moments as well. Now tell us a little bit about when Suboxone is prescribed and what else should an addict do to basically cure their addiction. Well, part of the mandate when you are certified to use Suboxone is they have to be in some sort of counseling. So when you give Suboxone, it it, it alleviates the withdrawal and it stops their craving and by law they have to be in some sort of counseling because the vast majority of, of people we see, the young adults especially, have psychological issues. It could be a history of abuse or perceived abuse, I'll let my wife address that, but so we, we address the biochemical aspect of it and then they have to get into some sort of counseling to address the other issues and then we also recommend that they take supplements and they try to change their lifestyle. We look at vitamin levels. We try to reestablish sleep patterns, try to teach them some health habits as a way to um, get their life back on track. And as far as the, the job that I do is not your typical drug counseling, but psychotherapy. Um, as I tell my young patients, you know, the reason you started drugs in the first place is mostly psychological. But there's, of course, uh, the biological component. So uh, anybody who esteems themselves or feels confident and independent generally is not going to get into drugs. So um, I, I try to help them to build that. There are different ways that you can do that. But I, I have a spiritual component that I utilize, too, not necessarily religious because they're not necessarily the same, but the, the Jungian why am I here? Why am I going through this? You know, who am I? Uh, what is my life about? Do I have a purpose? I tell them, of course, you have a purpose. That's why you're here. So we address uh, those kinds of things, too. 
when was the last time you felt good about yourself? Um, the, the answers generally are pretty sad. They either tell me they don't remember at all or they were little kids. So uh, we address some of the issues, and of course, consciously, they don't always know them. So we can't afford not to meditate uh, once every day. I teach them very simplistic meditation, uh, not only for the, the emotional uh, benefits, but also the physiological benefits, yeah. which have been studied. We've got uh, two great guests with us today talking uh, about Suboxone today. And uh, what are some of the behaviors that can lead to addiction? And uh, what age do does this exactly start for folks? Well, typical opiate addict we see is about 15 or 16. They usually are on heroin or something like Oxycontin or fentanyl. But they actually started drugs when they were 9 or 10. They usually start with alcohol, you know, they get into the parents' alcohol cabinet, and then they usually go to marijuana, and then they start to play around with hydrocodone and then oxycodone, and then by 15, 16, they're usually snorting heroin, and then short, within six months, almost all of them are injecting. And one of the big issues with why we... That D.A.R.E. program doesn't work, does it? Good Lord. <laughs> no. Well, I, th- I think that they're getting to them too late, to be honest with you. I really do. Oh, really? But okay. I think the big problem we have is technology. We The medication is so much more potent today that, you know, in, the, in 40 years ago, if you smoked marijuana, it might have been 10 or 15% the potency. Today, medicine is very plus the prescription drugs are more potent. And the more potent a drug is, the more uh, likely you will get addicted okay. to it. Okay. Because... The way you guys were running that down, I'm like, man, <laughs> if they're starting at nine, eh, this dare program oh, yeah, is just garbage. <laughs> Make them afraid. Yeah, know? yeah. We've got uh, two great guests with us today joining us on the telephone, uh, Doctors Ron and Sherry. They have a great book, "Addicted Kids: Our Lost Generation: An Intergenerative Approach to Understanding and Treating Addicted Teens." And we'll talk a little bit about the book here in a few moments. Now, um, what are some of the risk factors for addiction that every parent should be aware of? Well, uh, I'll deal with sort of the medical, and, and Doctor Sherry will deal with the psychological, but. Uh if you, the availability of the drug in a community, so if it's very available or they, they near you, they can get it. Parents who use drugs are a risk factor. Uh, friends, they friends of the, the teens who smoke or use alcohol or use drugs. Uh, family history of drinking or drug abuse is a risk factor. Believe it or not, allowing children to serve drinks or light your cigarettes, it sort of condones the behavior. Yes, I've, I've never understood what, what that's about. Uh, <laughs> I never we under, say, understood we, that. We say in the book, the, yeah, the absolute worst thing you can do, and we see this all the time, is using drugs with your children just to show that they can control it. And you don't know if they have that biochemistry that makes them vulnerable. So yeah. thinking, you know, I'm going to smoke, my son's first joint is going to be smoked with me just to show him that you can control it is the absolute worst mistake you can make. And yeah. as far as psychological uh risk factors, um, you know, there's parental inconsistency these days. No, you're going to go to school, you can't skip school, but then when we go on vacation, I'll get you out of school. Um, yes. Unusually harsh discipline, particularly. 
uh, inconsistent. Uh, parents who don't set boundaries, that's a big one. Because we have boundaries all throughout life, all of us, all of us do. Um, so if you don't learn them when you're a kid, you become very confused and sometimes angry when you face them as you're older. Parents who don't teach cause and effect. If you, you can do whatever you want. If you do, you, this could happen to you. Um, low self-esteem, as, as I mentioned before. Um, parents who divorce when a kid's an adolescent, it, it, divorce is always tough, but yes. during adolescence, it's particularly difficult. Uh, their brains are not quite <laughs> functioning the way ours are. There's a lot of confusion there and insecurities. So um, whether I'm loved or not, or do I have to choose sides, it's very traumatic for most adolescents. Um, chronic d- depression is, is another uh, psychological risk factor. Um, that often parents don't know how to address that. Yep. Uh, it's, it's good to get them into some form of, of kind counseling. And no spiritual path. Uh, we, we need a spiritual path. We get lost without one. And what that means is, is different to everyone. Um, you know, but basically, like I say, to know that I'm not alone, I'm never alone, I am loved, I am lovable. There is something, something higher and more powerful that is available for everyone and I can call upon that to be with me to help me through these things and I, I teach different methods of being able to access our higher self to get answers We've got a uh, great guest with us today joining us. We've actually got two great guests. They've got a great book out, Addicted Kids, Our Lost Generation. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about that book right now. Tell us about the writing process for that book. Well, it took about two years. We wanted to make it very readable. We wanted it to be educational. Uh, We didn't want it to be a how-to manual on how to do drugs, so we were cautious about that. We also blended in... um, stories from our practice, trying to, um, sometimes we compiled stories, so it protected the patient's identity, but we wanted it to truly be something that was readable by young adults and and adults and even providers, so that we we believe the great equalizer is education. You can never stop the supply of drugs coming into the country, and I think the only way we can win this war on drugs is to decrease the demand. So we wanted it to be educational. We wanted to spread the word about the fact that you have to have an integrative approach to really get the best results. We've got a uh, fantastic, fantastic guest with us today talking about Addicted Kids, Our Lost Generation. This is an incredible book and uh, our great guest today here on our big program. Coming up here in a few moments, we're going to uh, get into our musical artist for this week, Doug Cash. And... uh, We will be playing a couple of his tunes here in a few moments. Now, with this book, um, what did you guys, as far as reaction from your peers and different people that you know, what's been the reaction so far? Well, I think um, from, you know, whether it's our patient clientele um, and other people we've met in in groups uh, to whom we've spoken, we've had very positive, they're either trying to make us feel better or they're telling the truth <laughs> but it seems very very positive i was a little bit concerned maybe with my opinion that may seem a little tough on moms uh, and the family structure however it's it's what i believe and it's through experience and i know that there are a lot, a lot of moms who 
are out there working full time, uh, and so are the dads. But you know, facts are facts. The the more moms home with the kids, generally, the better the better the kids are going to be because eye on them. Uh, putting children I'm I in in daycare at six weeks old really rubs me the wrong way, and I'm honest about that. And and in the book I explain a little bit about why that is. We've had our own experiences uh, in our circle uh, where, you know, six-week-old baby, mom picks her up, and she's got another kid's binky in her mouth, pacifier. Um, and these, yeah, I mean, look at Jesus, that just sounds like a horror show. Oh, Lord. I am, I am. I, I, I prefer, oh if mom God. has to work, I prefer a family member if yes. that's possible. We've got two great guests today. Yes, Ron, jump in there, doctor. Oh, yeah, sorry. From my perspective, I think it's important that providers know that medical providers are a part of the problem, too. Mm -hmm. If someone comes in, you know, for a minor ache or pain and they get a prescription for an opiate and they get 60 pills, some people will take two or three and the rest get put in the medicine cabinet. And the first thing an addicted teen will do when they come into a, a new house is say I have to go to the bathroom so they can look in the medicine cabinet. So I think we're over-prescribing drugs. I think we're using drugs that are much more potent than we realize. And we wanted it to be educational for, for providers, too. We've got two great guests today. Addicted Kids, Our Lost Generation, is the latest book. Uh, what do you want readers to take away from your writing? I want, I, from my perspective, I want them to understand that, number one, nobody is immune because if you have this biochemical abnormality that predisposes you to addiction, as soon as you're exposed to it, you're likely going to get dependent and then ultimately addicted. Number two, there are effective treatments. Number three, the best approach is an integrative approach using the best of traditional medicine and holistic medicine. And number four, it's preventable if you if you do the, the mostly preventable, I will say, if, if you do everything you can to recognize when your teen may be in trouble and get them to the, the best treatment if they do become addicted. And I think the only thing that I would add to that uh, um, is is to start young. Start educating your children young. Little kids, keep it simple, black and white. Never do drugs. You could die. <laughs> I think Ron said it succinctly, but that would yeah. be the only thing that I would uh, want people to do is start very young. People have no idea how young this is starting. Now, with this book, um, you guys did a lot of research. What was some of the? What was the research like for this great book? Well, there's a lot of research out there. Um, the um, the the hardest part was actually getting the integrative part because that's a little harder to, to draw together. But there are lots of good um, resources for the traditional treatment and the statistics and things like that. A lot of it came from our practice and our experience. But uh, there's with the advent of the internet, although it's, it's added to the addiction problem because the teens will get on there and learn about drugs and where to get them and what kind of effect they have. But with the advent of the internet, there's lots of information that's at your fingertips. So took a lot of research, but we tried to blend in enough real-life experience to make the book readable and not like a textbook. This book is fantastic. We've got two great guests with us today. As we wrap up here, um, what's next for you guys as authors, and uh, how can people reach out to you? 
want we want to get the word out for sure. I'm not sure what what our next our next project will be, but we definitely want to get the word out, and, and we want this to be an educational experience for for parents and teens. And my wife will give you the website to to for information. Yeah, our author site is a, is probably a good place to start. It's simply uh, either santasiero.com or addictedkids.net. Um, our our holistic medical center is sedonaholistic.com. Sedona being like Sedona, Arizona. Well, good stuff. Uh, before we let you guys go, um, what, what's what's been some of the reaction you've gotten from folks uh, that have that have seen the book or checked out the book? Well, I, I would say pretty pretty much positive. The only thing that's controversial was the cover, which is kind of dark. It depicts a mother finding an, a, a teen that's overdosed and kind of emaciated. Uh, but we deliberately did that to. For two reasons: one, we tested it on teens, and they seemed to be intrigued by the cover, so they wanted to see what was inside. We also wanted to project that this is a very serious problem, and it's something that can can be um, any family can be subjected. It's a dark to. subject. But I'd say the cover has been the most controversial. Well, the rest of and it and we can't topic. get past that 50-50 mark, Bill. <laughs> even even our publicist, you know, took it through the whole place. It's fifty-fifty opinion. So it is a dark subject, and we thought we would just leave it as it is, because it happens. We just had one uh, recently, a new new patient uh, come to us, and unfortunately it was a little bit too late, and he um, accidentally overdosed, 19 years old. Wow. Well, uh, I, I appreciate you guys making time for us today. Thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll talk soon. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Definitely. Yeah, thank you. Definitely. You guys are fantastic. Check out the book, Addicted Kids, Our Lost Generation. We'll put a link to it on our website at JiggyJaguar.com, and uh, also we'll put a link to it on BuildGrowAndEnjoy.com as well. Thanks for being with us today, and we'll talk soon, doctors. Have yourself a wonderful Sunday. Thank you. Take care. Thank you much. Thank you. We're going to take a timeout, and actually what we're going to do is we're going to play our Artist of the Week. It is Doug Cash. That's right. Doug Cash. I don't know why I say that. I, I guess I want to make sure that you know that it's Doug Cash because we've had people say, Doug, Doug Crash? No, it's Doug Cash, you idiots. Uh, DougCashMusic.com is his official website. iTunes, CD Baby, and Amazon links are available. CDBaby.com slash CD slash DougCash19. Here it is. It's Beyond 3, and it's on this week's Bill Gross. Beyond gender, beyond race, beyond time, beyond space, beyond gender, beyond race. Our love is universal, beyond gender, beyond race, beyond time, beyond space. Our love is universal.
it up this week for build grow and enjoy 26 minutes after the hour and we've got uh our featured artist for this week doug cash you can get more information on uh doug cash's website dougcashmusic.com also check out cdbaby.com slash cd slash doug cash music or actually doug cash 19 that's it check out dougcashmusic.com he's just fantastic we appreciate him being our featured artist this week here on build grow and enjoy and uh i want to thank the doctors for being with us as well you can pick up their book on our website at buildgrownenjoy.com we will see you next week bge radio continues live from atlanta ga at buildgrownenjoy.com we've got more coming up we'll see you later hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at thirty thousand feet so sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus that's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus